this is Romy Mac, and you're locked into another episode of Two Cents Exclusives. Welcome to Two Cents Exclusive in here again with another great episode. I'm in here with my big bro right here, Yoda. You know what I mean? Yoda, man, welcome to the thing. You know, we've been appreciate, trying to do this thing for like forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, had to make it happen. Like you said, it, it was happening when it's supposed to. You know, let the universe and God, you know, let them work. You see, we got the, drink, we got the drinks going. I'm going to start off like this, man. There's been talk on the internet about DMX uh, wanting to go at Jay. For uh, you know, for like a versus battle, I ain't really been watching these battles and nothing like that. I, I did want to know what what you thought about that, like DM, DMX and uh, Jay having like a versus battle. You think uh, that would be a worthy thing, and who do you think would come out the victor in that? Man, I think I think it would be a worthy battle. I mean, we all know Jay had hits. We damn sure know X had hits. Oh yeah. So it would be a great battle. I'm not. Be honest, I'm not sure who's gonna come out on top. The only, the the only reason I would give Jay the edge, yeah, is because he have more work because of DMX couple of stints in rehab and jail, and you know he wasn't out here working, and Jay was working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Jay ha- Jay's gonna have more of the hits. Jay Jay gonna have more of the hits. Than what X got right now. Yeah. So that that'd be the more advantage for Jay. But I mean, hits. DMX got DMX got something in the chamber. Oh yeah. Um, what I wanted to get with you was on this though. Um, what is it safe to say that had DMX had not gotten had fallen into his demons, mm-hmm. wouldn't he have been if not as big as Jay, bigger? Because he had already had like the the movies going, you gotta remember, remember that. Like when X came out, X came out with two hot albums, yeah, back to back, and within the same fucking year. You know, like you gotta look at it like this too. I mean, X was pumping, mm-hmm. right? So at the point X, you you gotta say at that time they were neck and neck. I, you you can kind of give X the the edge because he was in the movies. He was doing a lot of other stuff outside of music at that point. Right. So he was kind of the bigger artist. Only speculation. <laughs> only speculation. When Jay became president of Def Jam, mm. you kind of seen X dwindle away. Do you think that was by? You think that was on purpose? You think that was an ego thing with with Jay? It could be. Could, feeling like a. Feelings he, he could have been a threat. Yeah, of course. Because I know Method. I know Method felt some way. Yeah, damn of course. sure LL felt some way about his. That was his last album on Death, Death Jam. Jam. Right. And the it nigga was he was hot at Jay. And I I, I want to say he made a record. Yeah, about it, him. It, it was. It, you 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 gotta say it's a threat because here's the only person at this time who can go toe for toe with you. Mm. Mm. And got just as many as fans as you do. Probably more because he because he in the movies, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, you you, you hit the brakes on him. Yeah, he damn, he damn sure did. Um, it just it just puzzles me, man. Because I'm telling you, like I remember being in middle school. You know what I'm saying? They my age were like when 
It's Dark and Hell is Hot came out. I think it was, I think that was eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you that when we heard that one, two, one, two, come through, run through, like we lit the fuck up when that shit came on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then just the whole album, of course, the Rough Riders anthem and, and all of that shit, you know what I mean? But it, I just I just thought that X everything he touched turned to platinum. Fuck gold. He just everything he touched turned to platinum. Like yeah. whatever you heard X on, it was just it was just from the first time I heard him. I think the first time I heard him was the locks, the money, power, respect. Mm -hmm. And then he spit one of my my favorite verses on Twenty Four Hours to Live with Mace. You know, um, and then he just and then the whole and then got on Ja Rule shit. Right. With who else? Jay Z. Nah. Right. It's it's murder. Now that whatever. now that we talking about X, uh -huh. have you heard the track with him, Ross and? I was listening to that shit on the way <laughs> on the way home from work today. <laughs> Dog, like I love uh, him and Swiss have chemistry. Mm -hmm. You know, just certain certain artists and producers just have that chemistry for each other. And, exactly. And those guys, they have it, man. And I, I listen to like I said, I probably listen to that shit on repeat. I, there are a couple songs in the last two years, two to three years that I've played on. I could I could play on repeat and won't get tired of hearing them. One is that uh, just in case off of, from that um, that series Godfather Harlem, which is a dope ass fucking um, yo. You gotta watch Godfather Harlem if you haven't seen the series. That shit is that shit is dope. But, Salute, sis, DJ. We see you. Yeah. What's that motherfucker's name? Uh, you, have you seen the series? I seen uh, the first episode, but I haven't got a chance to sit it's down and watch it. It's a nigga named Big Dick something, and he, yeah, you know, he lives up to his name for the wrong reasons. It's like a scene that go on in that shit. It's like for the wrong, for, I forget it's Big Dick Willie or some shit. That might, I'm thinking that's the name from from fucking uh, the, the pops on fucking Friday after next, but whatever. It's some guy named like Big Dick something, and like. The punishment is because the guy tried to rape. Um, what's the what's what's um what's the guy that um shit Frank from Forrest Whitaker plays in the shit like the main dude. The, oh, uh, Jesus Christ! You know what I'm right. Yeah, yeah. But him, the, the, the main the main cat or whatever. Mm -hmm. got, a guy tried to rape his daughter. Oh. So because he was black, he didn't get him in trouble with the law, but he handled it from uh, um on a, on a personal level from a street, street level. level. You know what I'm saying? So they brought him in the garage, and he was like, no, what you going to do to me? He's like, I ain't going to do nothing. And then he calls up Big Dick, whatever the dude's name is, and he come in there, and he and he fucked homeboy. I said, yo, what kind of shit is this? But, um, but yeah, it, but yeah, that's, but the series is dope, but that, but that record right there, but that one, Justin, Justin Case, and then, um, Mask Off by Future. As much as I don't fuck with Future, I don't really fuck with uh, Future's music like that, because yeah. I feel like it's all the same. It's very repetitive, you know what I mean? But um, I do I do fuck with Mask Off. The sample alone, you know what I'm saying? I, I love uh, Metro, Metro, yeah, Metro Boomin, he, he killed that. He killed that record. But uh, So now that with that whole DMX J thing, now I guess DMX or Eminem wants to go at DMX in a versus battle. How you, how you feel about that? Listen, M has M. I, I'm taking nothing away from M, mm -hmm. but you ain't fucking with D. You is not fucking with X. I'm sorry. What do you What do you make of that whole thing? Like Lord Lord Jamar said, no, like none of none of none of the niggas in the hood are fucking with Eminem. Like, and I thought about this. I've never heard. They said, when have you ever just been in the club and just heard Eminem records being played? You haven't. Not, but I don't take that away. Well, Again, like I said, I don't take that away from him. Not, I I mean, if I'm a rapper, since, not since. I'm gonna say uh, my name is. You might have heard that shit in the club, like. 
every once in a while, depending on where you was at. Like if you was in Miami and you was at mm-hmm. Thong Thursdays back in the day at at Banana Joe's. Yeah. When Power ninety six ran it, you might have heard a little Eminem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, you want to hear it. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan of Eminem. Me personally, I'm a fan of Eminem. I, you know, it's funny. I never really thought about it. I don't really. I, and I'm not like. I don't, I don't. I'm not one of those people that feel like Eminem is dope just because he's white and doing it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I just feel like, yo, if I had to go against a guy in a battle, that I mean, the, the way he did shit in the movie Eight Mile. You know what I mean? I mean like he, he, that he was a movie, a, but a that's shit that rapper. that's shit that he does. That's that's the shit yeah. that he really does. He, you know? He's hell of a battle rapper. You mm-hmm. cannot take that away from nope. him. He, he gonna spit like the last album, Music Daffa. Man, I ain't gonna lie. I press Man. play and they and they skip a song. No, that's a non skipper. Yeah, that's that's one the of the album was a press play and leave that, that shit alone. Don't touch nothing. That you album know what right there is a non skipper. I give him that, but I'm sorry, he's not fucking with X. And I, I'm telling you, like the intensity that X had, I'm, it it annoys me so much that X didn't get. To where I felt like he could have gone, gotten to, because we just kept seeing, you know, rapper DMX arrested last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. DMX got got caught with this, you know, what I'm saying shit on him. It's like fuck, you know what I mean? And then you just see Jay just shoot continuously rising, but and now, then getting one of the baddest okay, women in the game. So too. now I saw this, I saw this in the article the other day that they trying to blame Jay for the stuff that happened to Murdine. Mm. I I didn't see that. Well, the, yeah, yeah, catch me up on that. With the when the feds raided them and all oh, that, yeah. it was going on. They trying to say it was Jay who dropped the dime on them. Really? Like Un and all them? Lance Un? Mm. Yeah, they trying to say it was Jay. I, I couldn't it's see been a lot of you know what's funny? But it's he been a lot of, for a lot of shit. It's been a lot of snitch talk though lately though. The whole shit with um with Snoop. They said Snoop um dropped the dime on Sugar. I did. I do remember hearing that this week. Oh, uh, not, not this week, but last week, was saying that uh, yeah, apparently Suge dropped the dime but on uh, this, this his body. Oh yeah, Snoop's old body or Suge's old bodyguard. I don't even know if that's true because well, I can't. I can't. I can't. I I, I wouldn't believe that with Snoop only because the amount of shit that Suge got Snoop out of, mm-hmm. regardless of them falling out and all that other shit, I just don't see him. Dropping a dime because this nigga know everything you did, so that'd be the last person you gonna drop the dime on if you gonna drop it at all. Yeah. So I, I don't see that. Yeah, I I don't I don't I don't know much about this uh this 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 whole murder ink shit either. You know what I mean? Well, I mean what it'll come out it'll come yeah. out in the wash. That's what we it do. It was it was murder ink. It was rap a lot. It was. What was the other label? It was another label. It was like four. They raided like four labels in one day. I don't, I don't know. Well, that shit was it, crazy. Yeah, mad wild. Speaking of snitches, okay. What's this? What's this motherfucker no, named uh, Tasmanian Six Nine or uh, Sega Genesis Six Six, six Rainbow Hell <laughs> Rainbow no, Takashi Six Nine um, um, and rappers that that Punky do Rooster. snitch. Punky and now Rooster. they recently said something about the young the young rapper Gunner. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, because I guess him him Ti both appeared on this Crime Stopper shit or whatever. So my question is. How do you feel about? Uh, and I, I don't mean this about Ti and Gunner. This is mm-hmm. more so about Tech, Tech, um, you know, Takashi Six Nine. But how do you Punky feel about Rooster. rap? <laughs> how do you feel about rappers who tend to taint the image of street music? Okay, coming, so come again, coming from that. You know, so from that. you got to look at it this way. Yeah, it's frowned upon, but. 
But six nine ain't grow up in the hood. He did, yeah. Six nine was a schoolboy, private school, who was just the side of the rap. He needed to get around some gangsters to get him that credibility in order to sell them records and for people to believe it. Because if, if you look at those videos in the beginning with everybody jumping around in the videos, remove them niggas from the video. Ain't shit going on. You really ain't paying attention to 6ix9ine. What you paying attention to the niggas jumping around in the video, throwing up their gang signs, popping willies, and doing all crazy shit. And mainly that's what people wanted to see. That's why they kept watching. What they gonna do next? What they gonna do next? Yeah, the song built up because it was a part of the of the aura of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So naturally, people wanted to hear the song because it gave them that feeling like, oh, I, I can go out there and pop a willy. You know, I can go out there and do some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But him, him snitching, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't surprised at all because a lot of niggas ain't built for when that pressure come down. So. Let me ask you this, because uh, you know one of my uh, one of my best friends, and who also is a fellow a fellow rapper, uh, Jeffrey, that does the you know the Two Cents podcast with me. Shout out to shout out to Karoon Bay. Um, yo, he's like, I ain't playing that nigga's music. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I again, excuse me. Like I said, I don't I don't come, I don't come from no, no, like no street background by any by any means. I, I am a, a suburban kid. I'm a military brat. All that all that shit. I ain't in front I, like I'm any of that. But like I said, you know what I'm saying? What is it to, like, it, that does that only exist within, like, rap music to where we feel like we're not going to listen to a particular type of music just for the simple fact that that person ain't really living like how they living. So, like, should anybody listen to Rick Ross for the simple fact that Rick, you know what I'm saying, was a, uh, okay, he, you know what I mean? Let, let, let me, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Let me address uh, Yeah, talk, talk about that. Talk about that shit. Okay, so most people saying, oh, Ross didn't live that life. Right. Right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna set the record straight. We know a couple of some of the same people. Ross lived that life. What people gotta realize is, in Miami, everything's a hustle. So if a nigga become a CEO, that don't mean he ain't a street nigga. It's a hustle. He could be the CEO and still moving the weight inside. Just cause his face clean, he got the job. He ain't never been arrested. He ain't got no record. So yeah, he got the job, but that don't mean he ain't doing nothing illegal. He just happened to be on the other side of the law. But you know what's funny about that? And, and, and again, like I said, I'm not disputing anything you just just said with right. that, right? But as soon as he revealed, as soon as the, the story came out that oh, Ross used to be a correctional officer, skyrocket. Still, you know what I'm saying? Because people don't care. Exactly. Exa- and that's what I feel about this whole Takashi Six Nine yeah. shit because. His, his record, then his record go. I mean, it didn't make number one because I guess he was crying to the um, to the young Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber brought yeah, exactly. that spot. Awesome, awesome again, ego, ego a, bullshit. Nah, again snitching. Yeah, <laughs> again snitching. But that, like I said, you got to think about six nine's target audience mm-hmm. are suburban kids, right? Yeah, these are kids who the closest they gonna get to the hood is music. They can go act like they gonna do some shit and mm-hmm. that, but we know they ain't going in the hood. If they do go in the hood, it's cause they know somebody from the hood and they there maybe 10, 20 minutes and they already gotta go. They ain't going to the hood. So his target audience don't care about him snitching. They ain't they ain't from that life. They from if somebody touch you, little Timmy, you tell us. You know what I'm saying? That's where they from. So they don't care about snitching. It's us from the hood. 
who really shouldn't care about it neither because we already know he ain't built like that. So why even give him your energy to begin with? Great point. Definitely great point. Yeah. All right, well, being like you said, being here from Miami, mm-hmm. as a veteran rapper, how do you feel about the representation for Miami music in the industry? I feel like it's very slim. Mm-hmm. And it should be a it should be a lot more. I think we should have just as much representation as Atlanta. Just as much representation as New York. As Cali. I think we got just amount of, of rappers that could do it. The issue is it's not the industry, it's us. Mm. So what so what exactly is going on here in Miami that's preventing you guys from like uh from be, from from achieving that level of success? The problem is everybody wanna be the mayor or everybody want to be the king instead of just saying look we're gonna start a wave if you jump out first cool we're gonna push your shit jump out whoever next in line we push your shit jump out and we just keep pushing each other shit until everybody on top it sound good but that ain't happening good on the drink yeah i'm good right now it it ain't gonna happen because everybody want to be on top I ain't got to be on top. Everybody, you you can go down my timeline for years, as long as Facebook been out. Because I was doing this shit when there wasn't no social media. Mm-hmm. I have supported any artist from Miami that I met at an open mic, at a show, script club, whatever. I posted that shit before I even heard it. Unconditional love. Yeah, I posted that shit. Why? Because you're in the same struggle as me. And I respect that because I know you're getting it. And I know, the, I know what, what's going in it. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't got no problem saying share. And then when I listen to it, if I even if I don't like it, I'ma share it. Because it ain't about what I'm liking. Somebody else might like it that I know. So I'ma share it. You know what I'm saying? It ain't about me. Mm-hmm. My ego ain't big. You secure you secure who you I'm, are. Yeah, as I'm an secure artist. who I am as an artist. Alright. Well, um be, like I said, we're talking about you being here from Miami. Who do you consider to be like the king or kings of Miami when it comes to Miami hip hop? Well, if you're gonna talk about King, you gotta get the loop. Cause see, Loop set it off. And Loop, matter of fact, if you wanna talk about hip hop, period, and the way it's selling, you gotta get Loop the crown. Cause Luke, the reason we all got that parental parental advisory yep. stickers on y'all music. See, I bet y'all didn't know that. Yeah. So without that, and him going up against the the nation in court, so you could say, so you could say whatever you want to say on your music. Luke did that. So guess what? That's the king right there. Alright. So you uh, you got anybody else that you would consider to be like uh, as far as like a a Miami inf- influence? Yeah, I, I give I give Luke Trick mm-hmm. JT money. Um, I give Ross. Uh, gotta get Greasy his. He doing his thing right now. You know, pretty much everybody who who's up there that broke out of here, you gotta give them they just do because they did it. Regardless of how they did it or who got behind them or who didn't or whatever what not be, mm-hmm. they did it and they're continuing to do it. So guess what? Salute. All right. Okay. Well, um, obviously this uh, this week was it this was it this past Sunday we ended the uh, the last dance series, Michael Jordan. 
Your fairness. Been a Bulls fan since uh, since age four. You know what I'm saying? Because of the older cousin. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we we didn't grow up in Chicago. Grew up in Salisbury, Maryland, and uh, I guess for for me, Suffolk, Virginia. You know what I'm saying? But my older cousin was big on uh on, big on the Chicago Bulls. So whatever whatever Richard was going to do, I was going to do. If he be, if he became a drug dealer, I'd have been a drug dealer. That's just the influence that you know what I'm saying. Being older, that's what what it would have been. But I wanted to know what was your take on the series of um, the of the Last Dance about Michael and everything, and probably and really what what episodes and what what things in the episodes kind of stuck out uh, stuck out to you. Well, you know, I live through most of mm-hmm. it, so I saw it firsthand. Yeah. So a lot of it was not even so much the documentary; it was remembering where I was when a lot of that shit happened. Yeah. That was more of the nostalgia for me like damn like when the with the series with Utah I can remember what matter of fact what's funny is I got in trouble for the game that they lost because yeah. I punched a hole in the wall because they missed that shot ah. so I got in trouble for punching a hole in the wall like I remember all of this stuff the only thing that I could say was new to me in this series was about the flu game being the food poison game <laughs> yeah, okay. the whole narrative has changed. Yeah, it's no longer the flu game. game. It's the food poison game. And the crazy thing is, you can only blame MJ for that. Why with with the the two other people in your room did you order the pizza? Yeah, it's kind of foolish. Why would you order it in your name? You could have ordered that shit in your trainer name. The other nigga that was in the room with you, because guess what? They not Michael Jordan. You could have had Horace Grant order a pizza. <laughs> you could have had you could have had the 15 seed on the team back then. It was only 13, mm-hmm. so you could have had him a 13 wake his ass up because you Michael Jordan. He gonna get his ass up. Yeah, wake him up and say order me a pizza and put it in your name and nobody wouldn't poison that shit. Because guess what? His ass ain't playing no way. He ain't no factor. But you ordered a pizza in your name. Knowing who you was, and that's what happened. Yeah, I bet that's the last time he was a pizza. <laughs> Man, listen, I, it was amazing to see like the Rodman shit for me. Like again, this motherfucker was like, yo, while Scotty was out, he was doing everything. You know, he was J- Jordan turned. That was the only one he could rely on because Rodman came to work whenever. They might, Robin might have been into some wild shit that you know what I'm saying that man, most Robin that most folks that really ain't been involved in. But when it came down to the like on the court to doing his job, he never he never worried. Listen, he Robin, got pissed off when the motherfucker. I think he got kicked out of the game, right? No, yeah. he got kicked out of the game. He was like, "Yo, what the yeah. what the fuck are you doing?" Robin, Robin is the lifestyle goat. Man, listen, the motherfucker skipped practice. To be on Nitro, and and that was my time frame of yeah. wrestling too. And I remember that. Yeah. I remember that episode too. Man. But it's, like, it's crazy. Like this man lives. If anybody can say a motherfucker live, Rodman live. Phoenix, what up? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Rodman live, man. Yeah, man. Rodman. I- it's like a reminder of like doing what you want to do regardless of like what anybody thinks of you type thing. You right. Know what I mean. And, and I can you can appreciate that with Dennis Rodman because the motherfucker wore anything the nigga wore dresses he dressed up like the fucking RuPaul he he wore what he left practice to go be on wrestling as my daddy would say motherfucking wrestling and, and then he did what the fuck he wanted to do and didn't care who said anything about it yep and and he was securing himself 
so much that it didn't even matter. They find him. Let me, let me bring down the numbers for you. Okay. They find him, I think it was like $20,000 for that for that incident, for him leaving the thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think he got paid $200,000 for being on Nitro. So it was pocket change. It sounded like a good business good business deal to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's just one of those it's one of those things, man, where you just saw like a lot of different shit and the whole, like the bullying shit um, of what Michael did. Yeah, was it toxic behavior? Yeah, uh, yeah, toxic behavior. But he so. brought, but he brought the best out of. That's him. why I don't think it was toxic. If they did that today, if you think, like, oh, that, that, you know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> because the league is pussy now. <laughs> yeah, I said it. It's pussy now. A motherfucker blowing you. <laughs> Foul. Technical. Well, I'm not blowing. Ain't nothing personal against LeBron, but LeBron is is passive. When it comes to like dealing with stuff, because I, I guess he would talk, he would indirectly talk about his players, like Kevin Love in a tweet mm-hmm. or whatever. We've seen LeBron do. You, you know, know, you know the one thing I can say about LeBron. Prior to LeBron coming to the Heat, LeBron was alone. He 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 was very passive. Who was he was he was, he was like, mm-hmm. but listen, it's one thing you gonna you gonna learn living in this city is. You're going to get a, an aggressive streak to you. Everybody around this motherfucker is aggressive. Driving. Oh, yeah. Walking in the store. <laughs> Man, listen. If answering you, the phone. Like, everybody's aggressive. So speed, speed limit. Speed limit says 60. And motherfuckers doing 85. 80. You got to keep up. You better keep up. Or you're going to get ran <laughs> off the road. So everything here is aggressive. So yeah. he gained some nuts when he came here. Speaking speaking of the king, as uh as my man Shannon Sharp would say, you know uh you know Alyssa Skip, because I'm gonna tell you something like the king of the king of Akron, he's the best basketball player to ever do. But um, does does this documentary put pressure on LeBron as far as like I guess just the rest of his career? Because again, we just got honestly, I just feel like people got reminded and some people got shown how dominant. Michael was during his time frame in the league. Right. But see, here's 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 why I say no. It doesn't, right? Right. Jordan is from an era where nigga, this is my show. I don't care what you say, I'm gonna ball, and if I feel like passing you the ball, I'm gonna pass it. That's what Jordan's from. Now LeBron, who grew up watching Jordan, because I just saw his little Thing he did with Mac, Mac, Maverick and uh, all the homeboy talking about the series, but LeBron is from the participation trophy era, where every kid on the team get a trophy. AAU, AAU, AAU. Not even AAU, just period. Because it, it goes in, in the football too. And because you on the team, you get a trophy. Here you go. You ain't earn shit. That's the era LeBron come from. So what he does is, I got to get everybody involved. Because that's what Coach said we got to do. Everybody got to be involved. That's where he comes from. That's his mind state from a kid. So, of course, as an adult, he going to have the same mind state versus somebody else when I'm a ball hog. Fuck you, nigga. You, you better get a rebound if you want this ball. I mean, but that, but honestly, that shit, you can, you can, you can change that mindset, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a firm believer that you, yeah, you might come from that book. You might you come really from that can. shit. That's your foundation. But it's you know I I I believe that you can have like a grow like a growing mindset like again like you said if you come from something like again let's just say somebody goes to this college right mm-hmm. you guys you're already on the team I come from this 
no no name school or whatever. I'm the man in my I'm the man on my team mm-hmm. going there, and I'm just like this. I'm real timid, motherfucker. But I hear I come on this team. I got all these alpha males or whatever. That's just like yo, you you got you got to you got to shape shape up or shape out type shit. I'm, all I'm gonna do is pick up that thing. But like you right. said. The, the industry, the, the, I mean, the, the NBA is now a league where it's a lot of rules that, like, protect players from, like, aggressiveness. Right. Like, players they, they, such they, as they Draymond Green, Draymond Draymond has the trash talk of the 80s and the 90s. What? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he has and that. And he play like that. You know, um, a, a lot of people get on LeBron because LeBron will pass, they feel like LeBron is like a pass-first guy. And I thought it was very interesting, like, um, it was a quote that uh, I shared on a meme. And um, what is it? They showed about Kobe and uh, and Jordan. Jordan was like, uh, I forgot what he said. You don't, you don't, like, you don't want none of this or some shit like that. And Kobe was like, you got, you know who I am? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's just where he was cut, you know, it's cut but from, that, you but know? But that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what Kobe mm-hmm. grew up seeing. He grew, he grew up seeing MJ dominate. He grew up being that type of player. Kobe didn't grow up in a participation age. Mm-hmm. Kobe grew up in our era. Like, nigga, I'm, this is my shit. I don't care what you want. You better get a rebound and take it now. And you better pass it to me when I say pass it. So what do you make of, uh, you know, obviously we talked about the, you know, the MJ document, but what do you make about the, the NBA coming back? We need it. I'm sorry, like it could it the, the the stands can be empty for a while until you know we we, we get things back with this COVID shit on the wraps. But we need it, dog. Like I'm dying with I'm I'm tired of <laughs> I'm tired of watching reruns. You watching Netflix series and shit. I, I don't watch every Netflix series. I don't watch everything on the fire stick. Everybody get to everything. watch Martin again, man. All the more, and I don't watch. I, I can only watch Hollow Night so many times, even though it's funny as hell. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need sports. We got to be able to take our mind away from everything that's going on, and that's what sports does. It, it gives you an outlet for four hours of not worrying about what the fuck going on in the world. For four hours, you ain't got to worry about COVID. You ain't got to worry about niggas robbing you. You ain't got to worry about somebody trying to take your shit. You ain't got to worry about the issues you got with your baby mamas, your wife, whatever it is that you got going on. You ain't got to worry about none of that for four hours. Because guess what? Everybody watching the goddamn sports You game. never miss the water till it's gone, man. Yeah. Like, you don't realize, like, the value, the I guess, like, the value of sports and shit. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of, even a lot of women, too. Like, you know, they said they had a lot of memes and shit. Like, I think it was, like, being funny about, like, because sports is not here. Like, girl, I got to suck dick, like, like, twice or some shit. Like, what the fuck? Like graphic as fuck about the shit, but, but you know what? what your ass wanted that attention. <laughs> so you know what I mean? It's like, damn man, I wish I like I wish they would bring the NBA back and the NFL back for this shit. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. It's all you, man. Rest of that shit. The rest of that shit. I don't know. Let me toss toss it to some other some other shit real quick. Um, Boosie. <laughs> Boosie been on went on a goddamn <laughs> podcast and Boosie was honest. Goddamn Boosie, he was honest. So Boosie is getting shit right now. I think the city of Atlanta is actually um, suing this motherfucker for the simple fact that he went on a. And for those who don't know, he went on the podcast or some podcast or whatever, and he was talking about how he got his son some pussy at 
his boys, his teenage boys at 12, 13, 14, something around that, you know, around that, um, that age, you know what I mean? And, um, what's wild is like, for me, I remember being 11, 12, talking about trying to get get something, right? Now, now, granted, my daddy wasn't, you know, my dad at that time wasn't telling me like, yo, you need to be going out there and doing that shit. But I do remember like hearing older kids, whether they was telling the truth or not. Right. Yo, we are we are literally trying to get some cut up, you know, what I mean? some cut it, like they say, you know, ATL or whatever. But um, I don't, I don't know, man. What, what do you what do you make of the shit? Like as far as uh, like Boosie goes, being a father and in the public I mean, eye, and you know, like okay, for me personally, that's his. Those are his children. Mm. Those are his yeah. children. That's that's his business. I got a ten year old son, right? Mm. I wouldn't dare. Because at his age now, that's toxic. That's really toxic for his mind right now where he is because it's going to fuck his head up. Because right now, he in the books. He's a fucking genius. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, for me to introduce that to him at 10, 12, whatever the fuck it may be, it's toxic. And, and that and to me that's not being a good parent. You're not parenting. Right. Even though if you look if you look back in history, and, and I can understand why Boosie did what he did to a certain degree. If you look back in history at your great grandparents, their parents, yeah. a lot of these motherfuckers had kids at fucking eleven and twelve years old. Yeah, my, my 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 mother my mother was born. My grandma was sixteen. See, seventeen. Excuse me. But my my 17, uncle was born at uh, right. sixteen. But so. look, you remember the color purple? <laughs> How old the mother was? Yeah. 12, 11, and she had to go marry. Me. You know what I'm saying? That shit happened. That ain't no that ain't no shit they just wrote in the story. That shit actually happened, and that was the norm at some point in our society. Yeah, I I but I I, I also believe that. We as a people, especially especially black folk, we have to learn from roughly our mistakes and shit. Now, I granted, right. Bootsy, Bootsy's only doing what was taught to him. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? For instance, like with, with my with like my pops. I remember my pops telling me that hell, he was as young as I think like nine, and his older cousins and shit was forced him to have something with you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like a uh, I don't say old. She wasn't a she wasn't a grown woman. I think she was like a teenager or some shit. I was nine. The first day was like sixteen. Fifteen. I was fifteen. Fifteen in the back of the bowling alley. <laughs> you nine. And in, in, in Georgia, I ain't gonna say where I was at in Georgia. Y'all don't even know all that shit because you know, you tell them that's snitching. But all you need to know I was nine. <laughs> See, I ain't gonna snitch on myself. Oh. Takashi six six eight over here. <laughs> I ain't never tell him myself. <laughs> yeah, but you know it's, it is a lot. Of, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I said, I I would call that like like toxic shit. But it comes from what was what has been taught. You know what I'm saying? Something that was passed down and shit. But we also gotta have like the uh, the mindset to be like, all right, a twelve year old should probably shouldn't be doing this shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and actually, you know what I'm saying? Like. They come, you know, I don't say they don't come for money, but, you know, Bootsy earned every fucking dollar no, he that he got. But, like, those kids, all the, I think they, I think Bootsy probably had money, like, when the kids was, like, young, younger. You know, if not, he had just got, gotten into he it. He was so. probably just getting money, but then right. you got to remember, Bootsy was gone for, like, four years. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, Bootsy ain't the, the model parent, y'all. Like, that, well, that, there you don't, go. Don't sit there and, 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 and you know, 
you can't put that type of responsibility on somebody who, you know, ain't what they're about. Right. Like, he wasn't here. Like, all he can remember is being locked up and wanting some pussy. So guess yeah. what happened when he got out? He got him some pussy, and now he want his son to get him some pussy. He got some. He got some wild ass Instagram lives, yo. Yeah, he yeah. got women just you know the, the quarantine shit. Him and Tory Lane. Shout out, shout out to him and Tory Lane, man. <laughs> they had some. They had Megan Thee Stallion up there on Tory shit, shaking that ass. And Thank shit. God, I'm I'm in my marital status. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I ain't got to deal with none of that crazy <laughs> shit going on. But what, So let me ask you this though, what do you think is going to happen to Boosie because of this shit? Though? Nothing. Nothing at all. If nothing happened to 6 9 ain't nothing happening to Boosie. Hmm. But there's a difference between Boosie and 6 9 though. Boosie. Boosie ain't snitch. Boosie's black though. But it's okay. Guess what? We gonna support Boosie. Oh, we gonna support Boosie, but it ain't. We supported the the Trayvon Martin shit, and we know how that turned out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what I'm saying is like the government know know what the fuck they're doing. You know what? My thing with with this whole rallying shit, and why I don't be quick to jump on on the rallies when these people be marching and doing all this stuff. Right. It's not that I ain't trying to support because I'm I'm behind. My African American people, one hundred percent. Right. The problem is y'all fair weather marches. That's man. Let's, that's the problem. Let's go. Let's, see, let's see, actually. Y'all, let's go. when shit happen, you want to march, march, we march, easily march. Easy to scrap it. You want to march, and then three weeks from later, you ain't marching no more. Cause guess what? You don't. You over here now. Have you seen people wearing Gucci recently? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like shit like that's that. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, why should I put that energy out into the atmosphere? Because when I go, I'm gonna go one hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go all in. So why I'm gonna go all in if you gonna turn around and we and leave? Mentally, we're uh, I would say collectively, we are not strong enough to have that type of movement. Like you remember back in the '50s and the '60s, to have a a bus sit in or whatever, like a restaurant sit in and shit. We don't have that right now because motherfuckers is too um, insecure within themselves and they're about status so it's a you're too selfish of a, of a person you know what I'm saying so exactly. it's like yo I gotta get on like yeah I, I really wanna ride I really wanna ride in, in boycott Gucci but they got a nice right. belt I got to have this motherfucking belt look I'm shining and shit but see, <laughs> but see here's, here's my issue with that too I guarantee you you know somebody from your hood that got a clothing line what made Gucci popular what made Gucci that everybody gotta have it us putting it in rap music, us making it popular. So you can take that same homeboy or homegirl from the hood who started a clothing line and wear that shit in your video. Stop promoting that and, and let us get up there and be the fashion. Stop giving them your money. They don't want to make it for you to begin with. But you want to keep putting your money in their pockets because that's what the world say you need to have. You got to be Gucci down. You got to be Fendi. You got to be Versace. You got to be a fuck that. Status. That's that status bullshit. Nigga, I wear nothing we, but feel you. Our value, our value is not in the yeah. line. We are the ones that bring value to that to shit. Yeah. Think about that Popeye's chicken sandwich shit, man. You, you see me? Who was talking about shirt, Who was talking about that Popeye's chicken us. sandwich before we were? Nobody. <laughs> the value is in us. You know what I'm saying? So that's really that's really what that is. And they know that because guess what? It wasn't even no marketing for that chicken sandwich. All they did was drop that shit in the hood. There was no... Yeah. There was no, no marketing what, campaign. What, you know have what, you seen a commercial for? Have you yet to see a commercial for that Popeye's chicken? They have them now. They do now. Now. But guess what? You know what they was promoting? 
when they dropped that chicken sandwich, the $5 big box, that's what was all on TV. So when people started talking about chicken sandwich, I was like, what chicken sandwich? I didn't know either. I, I, ain't, I, I ain't even had the shit yet. I'm, looking, I'm watching TV looking for the chicken sandwich. All I'm seeing is the $5 big box. But then I'm, I'm on Instagram and people posting chicken sandwich. I'm on Facebook, people posting chicken sandwich. I'm looking, they they $5 out of Big Box. So what the fuck going on? I said, oh, so it was one of them shits. Mm-hmm. They just dropped that shit in the hood yeah. and let y'all niggas run wild over some chicken. I'm here to tell you, nigga, I spent five years in Chick-fil-A. That chicken sandwich ain't shit. <laughs> this motherfucker, this motherfucker is, is taking, taking your side in the war on that shit, huh? I, ain't, I mean, I love Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I go there. That Popeye chicken sandwich ain't shit. Have I eaten it? Yeah, baby, like three times. Because it's convenient. I ain't had it yet. It's convenient to where I live. So it's it's three Popeyes on my way. Well, two on my way home and one mm-hmm. two minutes away from my house. Chick-fil-A too far. So guess what, Chick-fil-A? I know somebody going to show y'all this. Y'all bring a Chick-fil-A down south. I bet. Okay. Keep playing, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Let me go, let me go into something else with you. Okay. Man. All right. Two-part question, really. As a man, uh-huh. now you know how we see like uh, Megan Thee Stallion is out here right now. She's killing the game or whatever. But she also like this game. We also see her showing like a body a lot, a lot. She got a badass body too. By the by the way, but as a man, mm-hmm. how do you feel about our women showing their bodies for like attention? <sighs> see, that's a, that's a catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. And why I say that is because yeah, it's nice to look at, right? But then, at the same time, it's like, if that was yours, would you want her to be doing that? That goes into my second. That's gonna, that's gonna go into nah, my second I, question I, for you. Not me. Because my 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 second question is, as a father, uh huh, how do you feel about our women showing their bodies for like? Oh, hell no. You know what I'm saying? Like as a as a because you know because again as a man, it's like we know what we like to see. Listen, yeah. I could be watching a movie and my daughters are sitting on the couch next to me, right? Uh-huh. And it could be a movie I've seen a million times. And I know something coming up. I'd be like this: I'm covering their eyes. You don't need to see that. It, it, it can it, it could be nothing. It could be nothing, and I'm covering their eyes. Cause guess what? Nah, not mine. Not as long as I'm breathing, or I can control them. I wouldn't even say control. Parenting. As long as I'm the parent and steering them on the right path, they ain't gonna have to worry about that. Cause daddy gonna make sure. They, ain't, they they pockets gonna be straight. You ain't gonna have to show nothing for no attention. Cause you get all the attention right here. Daddy gonna give you all the attention you need. It's like, like I said, as a man, I know what the fuck I like to say. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? As far as like on the body and shit. And then it's well, like as a father. That's why I said the it's double a catch, standard is, uh, it is yeah, I guess it is a double don't, don't standard. Don't get it wrong. It's good to look at, but you don't want it to be yours. Exactly. And like you know. if it was it was if it was your old lady, you won't you won't want her out there like that. Now, here's another Here's another thing on that. Because you gotta look at it this way. If this is what you met her doing, mm. you can't be mad. Uh, yeah, exactly. You accept it. You you appeared to accept her the way that she was right. when you met her. When you met her, if this is what she was doing when you met her, you can't complain. You so, can't stop that. So you can't do none of that. All you gotta do is accept it. This is you like it. This is what you seen her doing. Mm-hmm. You gotta continue to let her do it. So what do you make of folks who tend to fall for the idea of somebody in your mind? Again, if you go into it like that, like you like you said, mm-hmm. I'm if you met me like this and you accepted me, then you accepted me. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you have this idea like I can change her 
or I can change him type shit, you know what I'm saying? Then, then what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, as far as like that, because now you're falling for like the idea of somebody. So now I'm telling you right now, if you go into a situation thinking you're going to change somebody, you already fail. Because if this is how they was getting their money before you, right. this is how they going to continue to get their money while they with you. So you thinking you're going to come in and ch- listen, I know some, see, I ain't, I ain't telling names. I would never name names. But like, I know relationships with people who they felt like they was going to change the other person. Or they would, they would uh, pretend, pretend mm-hmm. like they liked Right. What the person was doing to get what they wanted, to get what they wanted, and then try to change them, and uh, over time, and ended up backfiring. Like I said, a lot of, like I said, a lot of us are very, very selfish, man. We're thinking about our selfish needs. We'll bypass the shit that we don't like to get to the shit that we do like. want and like. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, it's funny. It's just funny how that goes with. Somebody just asked a question: yeah. Why the females? Why do the females you grew up with never support? I'm gonna tell you right now. Mm. You know what I? Cause they know you. Cause in their eyes, you ain't the celebrity. You just a nigga from the hood, right? So they're not gonna support you. They gonna support somebody they don't know, cause they don't really know shit about them. So they got this ideal in their head about who they are. So they gonna support that, but they know you. They know you can sing, they know you can do this, or they know you rap, or they know what you could do. So, they know you already. Nobody wants you, people want you to do better, but they don't want you to do better than them. Especially when they know you. A lot of shit. Especially when they know you. Because it's about, because it's that ego shit right there. Like, I don't want you, like, I want you to get on. Don't get me wrong. I want, I want Yoda to fucking, I want you to win a Grammy and everything. But I'd be damned if you're going to do it before I do. You know? I got to be in the Hall of Fame before you can even get a fucking Grammy you know, type shit. What's you crazy? Know? What's crazy is um, I was in a group, right? Yeah. So my, my niggas, we, we still cool. We talk to this day. Like, I just submitted the second album we ever did to go up for media because we had a discussion the other right. day about, oh, done. Everybody keep asking for it. Da, da, da. I'm, I'm seem like I'm the only one who got it. So I'm like, all right, cool. I put it up. I sent it off to my distributor. So it, it'll be up. It'll be up. Uh, I think next week on all the streaming platforms. But it's like people didn't support. Like people supported the group, right? Per se. But then when the group dismantled, you really see who supported who. You know what I'm saying? It, you know it is what it is at the end of the day like I support everybody I don't care like I don't even, I ain't gotta know this person you from Miami you ain't even gotta be from Miami you live in Miami and you doing your thing mm-hmm. you got your support all day I'm gonna I'm a post it I'm gonna retweet it I'm gonna do whatever I'm gonna shout you out cause it's love like it's genuine love like I love this music shit I can never I, I, I ain't I don't have to blow up I don't have to get to the status of a Jay Z mm-hmm. Or nothing to be successful for me. I'm leaving. I'm leaving the catalog. You know what I'm saying? It my about, children. It, it ain't about famous people, right? My it's children. More about, it's more about the successful right. aspect. You know what I'm my saying? My children would eat forever off of what I'm doing. Cause who knows? If I might be dead and gone one day, and they might stop playing my shit. Guess what? The royalty's going to my wife and my kids. So they spray. You know what I'm saying? It's, oh, it's yeah. like it's like a it's like a stop. Mm-hmm. It ain't shit right now. But who, who know what it's going to be tomorrow 
or in the near future. That shit'll jump up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right, man. You know we're getting to like the somewhat the, the closing aspects of the other okay. other excuses, man. Like I said, Big Bro, I appreciate you being on here with me, man. You, you know already what I'm know letting this, uh, you know, what I'm saying this two cents journey go. Uh, we, you know, of course, we got got definitely got a shout out. You know, what I'm saying Diva J and Candy out there. You know, what I'm saying commenting or whatever on on the um on, on the interview, man. We definitely appreciate that. I wish, uh, you know, what I'm saying we definitely get like a you, you know a Diva J and friends in before. You know, what I'm saying I take you know take my talents up to Georgia. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I want to jump into this. Being a rapper that you are, being so involved with hip hop music all these years, top five rappers that have influenced your rap style. If, if any. But see, I'm a little different. Okay. Because rap wasn't my first love. Mm. R&B was my first love. But you, you hear this voice? This ain't no singer voice. So I had to... Because I love music so much, it was either continue playing the saxophone and trumpet um, or becoming an artist, which I couldn't sing. So the next best thing for me was rap music. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there, and I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna cut into you with this. Then I'm okay. gonna ask you this question. All right, R&B is your first love. Yes. Five R&B songs that remind you of your childhood. Bad. Um, what's going on? Right. I heard that shit a lot. <laughs> um, Barry, something from Barry, because I heard that a lot. Um, it's been a long time coming. Sam Cook. Sam Cook. Right. Got one more. And this one, this one gonna trip you out, motherfucking Bobby. Yeah. Motherfucking Bobby. Bobby Brown. Bobby. Yeah. Which so which record? Which record by Bobby? Tenderoni. Ten man, listen. Between <laughs> that, between that, and rock with you, rock, rock with you, Babyface put that motherfucker on. Yeah. Babyface gave Bobby practically goes on tour off of one fucking album. Cause name me any. I mean, of course, he had girlfriend. Like you know, that was his first joint that it came out or whatever. But name me another record after that album where Bobby was. Bobby can just promote besides humping around and shit. The humping around, you know, what I'm saying humping around but, record. But that that album, man, Bobby's Bobby's album. Like what is it? That was uh, "Don't Be Cruel." Yeah, the "Don't Be Cruel" album. Babyface and and um, to this day, L.A. rehooked that motherfucker up. I I I put baby I put Bobby on on that Pandora. And I feel like I'm a kid again, bro. And I just be I be at work just dancing and shit. Yeah. Singing in this motherfucker like um, that's let me, Bobby. Let like, me let me let me ask you this and then we'll get back into that rap that rapper joint. Okay. Um was new edition better with or without Bobby? I gotta say with. Mm-hmm. The only reason I say with is because like that was the foundation that that nucleus was the think foundation. About, but think about there now when you think now, new edition, what is the go to what's the go-to record? What's the go-to record? As soon as if you think new edition, what's the first record that comes to your mind? Mine is Can You Stand the Rain. Okay. Nobody. Yeah. And it's Nobody. It's uh it's just Nobody Johnny and that Johnny, screaming and shit. Johnny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now Johnny can't not nah, look, they ain't miss a beat. They ain't miss a beat when Johnny joined. Oh but, no! But when Bobby came back, what you um? When Bobby came, what's your, back, what's your record with Bobby though? Because like for me, the one joint they had that it gets it gets kind of slept on is the "You Don't Have to Worry" remix. 
and it was a video that Missy was in, and Puff Daddy, you know, Puff Daddy always talking on the videos, yeah, dancing, coming death row, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, that record, I think he had like the bulletproof vest on and the Yankee hat on in that joint. Right. Um, I mean, but that was the, that was the one for me. Like, it, I feel like yeah, they are. I feel like together, collectively, definitely that um you know it was they they were they were great you know what i'm saying yeah. with both johnny and bobby they're just the egos man what couldn't survive that shit as we saw in like the movie or whatever and what were, and speaking of the movie okay what did you think of the fucking portrayal that they had because this would fuck me up mm-hmm. they made it seem like bobby was the only one fucking girls <laughs> they got a record called Any Heartbreak that talks about them just being with different girls, but the portrayal in the movie that they did on BET showed nothing but like well, Bobby they, they do, showed, doing all the foul they shit. They show um Ralph was the lead no, fucking singer oh, of the group. Homeboy, homeboy, um why can't I think his name Ricky. from Ricky? Now they show Ricky. They show Ricky with the. Well, they show Ricky with the drugs. I'm talking about like. Well, I'm saying like he had a kid or whatever. You know, like they they kind of alluded to like they they had families and shit. But yeah, I mean, Bobby was the bad boy. Robbie wasn't the only one fucking. Up. Of course he wasn't. And they but, made that. You know what I'm saying? Like they the way that movie was but, portrayed was like Bobby was the only one. But you guys, you gotta think about this too. They told the story, right? Right. So half of them. Are with girls that they was with then. Now, you know what I'm saying? They ain't finna snitch on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 oh, and Bobby can bear it. Speaking, speaking of that, because Bobby me, can bear all. Everybody needs to fucking bear all. Because guess what? Whitney ain't here no more. So it don't matter what the fuck she you got to say. I mean, they didn't even really. Right. But, but I'm saying, like, that was the main one he was with for the longest. So all the shit that he was doing at that time. She ain't here, so he could say what the hell he want to say. You know what I'm saying? But they did go into it when they did the Bobby Brown story, the the, the spinoff. Uh-huh. But now, here's here's another thing, because me and the wife talked about this. You're not done, Janet, man. You're not done, Janet. Penny, on, baby, man. he got Penny. He got Janet, man. But, okay, so me and the wife talked about this. Back to the, I don't mean to jump all the way back. Yeah. Back to the, the yeah. last dance. Yeah. This nigga MJ snitched on the whole fucking team. See, I, I think it went over everybody's head when he was a rookie. About how he said that they were smoking. And- he was like, I'm looking for the, the entire team. I can't find them. That's what he said now. Yeah. I go to this one room. Everybody's in here. You got girls in here. You got coke over here. You got weed over there. I wasn't a part of that, so I left. Mm-hmm. Now, what you just did was the other 12 motherfuckers on the team, you placed them in that room. With the girl, with the girls and the drugs, and half of the niggas still married to their wife today. So guess what they going through right now? Oh, so my, my motherfuckers, 50, 60 years old right now, got to answer for shit they did when they was twenty. Baby, I don't know what he talking, talking about. about. Yeah, I don't know nothing about like this that nigga. Thing. This nigga snitched on the whole team, <laughs> and everybody looked over that shit because it's MJ. So that and and obviously like we like we was talking about earlier before the show started, Scotty Pippen mad as shit, Horace Grant mad. Um, well, they say Horace snitched on the team too. That too, he said he's they, he's the one that leaked the Jordan rules or some shit to the to yeah. the Pistons or some shit. But uh, but let me get you back on like you saying like top 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 five rappers though. Okay, top top five rappers. Top you would five. say like uh, that yeah, your top five rappers of all time. Jay. Okay. Nas. 
Not in no particular order. No, 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 no. DMX. Uh-huh. Uh, I gotta go. I wanna say to you, you know, I say Tretch. Because I, I like Tretch. I like Tretch. I say Tretch because Naughty by Nature was the first rap album I got. His delivery, man. <laughs> so I say Tretch. And five, I gotta put Ross in there. Wow. Wow, that's that's big, man. I don't know. You know, whenever I hear top five, that's the first time I ever heard somebody put Ross in there. I, I got but it. I mean, your top yeah. five is your top five. My, my top I mean? five. So that, I, really, I respect that, man. So, okay, cool. All right, my last my last thing for you okay. is uh, three three albums you won't live without. Rap albums, that is. Three rap albums I won't live without. Mm-hmm. Get Rich or Die Trying. Okay. Um, Blood of My Blood, Fetch of My Flesh. Mm-hmm. And the Dade album. Wow. Now, which is your own album, right? My own. Come on, man. All right, before we, you know what I'm saying, like, before we get out of here, man, definitely know how um how my followers and your followers, obviously, you know, we got here on the live feature thing. Let them know how they can they can reach you. Okay, you already know you can follow me, Yoda21, Twitter, Instagram. I'm um, on, here on Facebook. If you ain't got this page, which you should be watching, if not, you can follow Yoda, Y-O-O-D-A. You know what I'm saying? Uh, make sure you got that date album. Salute the sad wines. Salute. The Big D, salute the moon, salute DBJ, Munchie, got my low. Um, salute the Rumpy Mac, y'all already know. Salute the Onye, I see you. Yeah, uh, what's up, sis? Los, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Everybody who pretty much support the Yoda movement, salute. Um, I see T on here, see cuz you already know it's love. Um, yeah, you support the Yoda movement. If if I never said anything, believe me, I appreciate it 100. So, you know, and my kids, dog, like, my kids, I think my kids are bigger fans of me than my wife. And she been there from almost day one. And I think they bigger fans than her because they just be, it's like crazy when they realize, like, they they discover the YouTube age. And like they eyes lit up, like oh shit, like daddy really out that here. Is, that is that, and you know what I'm I mean, you already were a star, but now it's like damn, that is superstar. Right. You know, that's you gotta you gotta love that man. Where you know when you when you can see that influence that you have on your kids, because who knows what your daughters are doing and your son. You right. know what I'm saying? As far as how they feel about music and, and stuff and now because of you, especially you know him. Like he's in the brock. Like oh man, we got tortured last night. <laughs> Me and the wife, we got tortured last night. He um. He did his uh his YouTube video and he did he figured out how to make it a premiere and all that stuff. Oh, so man. we got tortured. We had to watch it for watch it last night. We got tortured, but guess what? We were proud of the fact that he figured out like none of us helped him. He went in there, he figured that shit out. You know what I'm saying? What about the uh, how, how's he doing with the wrestling thing, man? Because I know that, that was part of the oh, YouTube shit, video. Because I'm telling you, yeah, I, I had, talked to nephew that, that yeah, I'm telling you, he yeah. school he was schooling me. I was yeah. like, man, yeah, you know? like he 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 figured all that shit out on his own. Like yeah. I could have easily told him like I got the the Final Cut Pro where he could have edited it up. He did it on his phone. He did everything like da da da. Like now I'm, I'm I'm more like pushing him. Okay, do more, do more, like. On top of the football, he got us broadcasting, he got us wrestling. That's why I said injecting a, a female into his life right now, that's toxic. I would never do no shit like that. Distraction, man. Straight, straight distraction. Yeah, well, of course, you know what I'm saying? You can obviously follow um, 
you know what I'm saying, Roman Mack in the Two Cents movie on uh, a movie, excuse me, I said fucking movie. Hey, one day, one a day movie. a movie. It's always <laughs> a movie, baby. <laughs> but like on Instagram, you can follow on like uh, at Two Cents, the podcast, and at uh, official Romy, uh, at the official Romy Mac page. I think that's what it is. Fucking follow the YouTube page, and it's got all the links on it. That, that's probably better. Two Cents Podcast Central YouTube channel. Um, you can follow uh, the different different things that, that come up there. But of course, Big Bro, like I said, from the beginning, man. It's, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you on the show. You appreciate know it, saying? appreciate uh, you having up me. here, having this exclusive, like, live here in person, man. This is mad, mad fun just to, just to kick it, talk sports, talk, um, talk father, talk parenthood, you know what I'm saying? Talk, uh, again, how we feel about, you know what I'm saying, like, our, 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 our women and stuff like that, and, and getting the feedback live right here, mm-hmm. like, through, uh, through, through Facebook, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Facebook Live, but, uh, you know what I mean? You got anything that you want to say before, um, before uh, I, I want to say, make sure y'all go ahead, stream the date album. Listen, um, this album is, is, is special. It's not even special because I did it. It's special because it's a history lesson on Dade County. Like, there's history lessons buried into this project. From titles to situations that happen in Dade County. It's people who live in Dade County their whole life and don't know half of the shit that's on this album. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really researched and 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 done our homework on a lot of things that happened and the only way people because nobody paid attention to history i mean i did because I'm, I'm i'm in the history but it's a lot of shit that happened and nobody really paid attention to like i pay something for somebody and they be like shit that happened when yeah nigga, it happened here da, 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 at this point in time yeah. and they don't know because no like nobody watches history when it happens like, at some point, this Trayvon Martin shit is going to be a history lesson. You know what I'm saying? Even though we lived through it and, you know, it's it's relevant because it dealt with black people in the whole. Like, the, the racism was there. Everything was there, so everybody was on it in the whole. But at some point, this is going to be a history lesson. This shit is going to be in the history books. It might not be written the way we remembered it. I guarantee you, they're not going to write it that way. But it's going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of history, I got to give a shout out because this person just logged on. Hey, Kyrie, the work that you put in on that album, Kyrie, if you listen to it, Kyrie is the last track on the album. He's a historian. He's a Miami historian. This man gave me some gems. You know what I'm saying? In the short time that we, we was together for, you know, him talking on the album, he gave me some gems that I'll never forget. Like, he told me some shit that I never even know about Miami. You know what I'm saying? So salute to you, Kyrie. You already know it's love all day long. So, you know, that's that. All right. Well, you know what I'm saying? This is Roman Mac. I'm here with uh, Miami's own Yoda right here. We out. Peace.